Welcome to More Than Hashtags, practical social media podcast that provides real application of what's working, what's trending, what's next, and some other cool segments that we come up with. I'm Adam Lidecker. Ooh. I don't even have to look at the screen. I know that's the crawl. <laughs> the amount of bubble ratio. I'm Adam Lidecker, social media <laughs> practitioner. Vincent's Our- friend. Oh, and job yes. titles job titles are funny <laughs> they are they are and, I, and i'm vincent orlick the cmo at brandish social media here in phoenix and president of social media club phoenix drinking my second Lacroix ever let's see let's see how the you heard that sound already the crackle open of the the crack open of the cameras i'm super jealous right now i don't know if you can hear it i don't think you are because it's not the the type that you drink yeah, because those are the actual, a little bit more expensive kinds, the uh, curate two flavors. Welcome to More Than Hashtag, sponsored by LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. No. Sponsored by LaCroix Curate. How you doing? I'm good. No, more importantly, how, how are you doing? How you doing? Big, big last week or two. Yo, Adrian. Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, as some may know, I'm, I'm in the midst of a career change, uh, mm-hmm. a change, same field, just different, different venue. <laughs> good things. Good things. Yeah. So, uh, and actually this kind of segues to our next segment, talking about LinkedIn, our first segment, our first segment. Well, that first was, and next LaCroix was our first segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had that planned. It was on the outline. I've done a couple, I've done a couple, <laughs> I've done a couple interviews. <laughs> um, but it'd probably be best just to get into the segments so that way we can set it up. Well, let's really tie it in. Did they, did they serve you LaCroix at the interviews? Was that made available to you? Most were via phone. So no, Oh, <laughs> which is interesting, which is an interesting trend because like seven, eight years ago, uh, they were all in office. Oh yeah. Doing a zoom or phone interview was not heard of like, eight, nine years ago. No. So this is a good transition to the first segment about LinkedIn, about using LinkedIn for getting a job. Like you said, it, I'm, I feel that the same way as well. Like you might get a phone call initially from like a recruiter or the HR person to really pre-qualify you for the uh, first in office for meeting. the first interview. Yeah. It is like really basic, which that still happens now for sure, where they're asking you three to five questions that are just really basic to even make sure that you can, you, you fit the basic qualifications <laughs> to get into the interview. Um, but now like Adam is going through and a lot of people do these days, the interviews are happening, not just by phone, but by zoom, which is what we use for our show. All, all were zoom. None were Skype. All were, wow. Okay. So, so that's the even that were, the interesting. The ones that were video were zoom. Wow. And preferred Zoom. And as soon as I mentioned Zoom, they're like, oh, we love Zoom. <laughs> like, cool, I'm with it. They've really, Zoom has definitely infiltrated oh, in, uh, in, corporate America. In a year. Yeah. Especially the last year. You know what's interesting? So back in 2014, when I first started working at uh, Plexus, there were a lot of people that of the distributors of the company that used this platform called zoom. Mm. I had never heard of it. Interesting. And 
I, when I found out about it, I saw and, I, and it just I saw it grow. So I can tell you that within not just that company, but the entire network marketing industry, MLM industry, if you will, it's it's been around. Like people, it spread like wildfire within that community because number one, it's it's inexpensive, if not free. Yeah. Um, there's a free model. Like we use a, the free version and because it's just the two of us, it's unlimited time Man, to record. Because I learned about it from you and it was because we were using it for one of our first social media club Phoenix calls mm-hmm. 2016. Cause we tried to use hangouts and hang I was sent everybody the yeah. wrong link. So I immediately introduced, <laughs> um, my team in San Francisco to zoom and that's the, that's the rest of the story. We're like, Hey, this is great screen wow. share. Um, so anyways, yes. Well, in zoom, not to get crazy with zoom, but they also do Facebook live. They, for an extra amount per month, you can, you can go live on Facebook through zoom from zoom. So, cause I mean, I, over this period of time, I did one, um, Facebook video with somebody, uh, interview which are like, Oh, this is cool. And it was, it was pretty nice. Facebook messenger video. And it was, uh, no screen share. Um, and then I kind of loathe Skype because it's yeah, like, it makes you download like a Microsoft Xbox live account or something. <laughs> it was, but even like the, the logins and like the usernames, I was always confused. And then between using the app and, and not using the app, there was, it was, it was just very between that and hangouts. I, I just always got confused with Hangouts. Yeah, I, I very seldom didn't have some sort of confusion on my side, on the other end, on whatever end, <laughs> like with, well, with the, did, the right link. I did utilize one interview was because um, it was we were in the same Slack group, so I did a Slack video. But mm-hmm. um, it's not quite there because I've used Slack a lot, um, video a lot, but uh, it's it's missing some things. So even though you have to download. Uh, to get your first Zoom call, just pretty awesome. Integrates with you can schedule. I do. I have a. Oh yeah. I have an interview in the morning. So when I you just, did when you did these interviews on Zoom, uh, it was. I mean, that was the primarily everything that you did it on was was on Zoom, like you said. Zoom or phone call, yeah. Zoom or phone call. Okay. How how do you feel? How do you feel that changed the dynamic? I mean, I personally think. Um, I come across or have a better chance or come across better when I could see them, they could see me um, because there's a lot of like um, hand gestures and uh, expressions that, that passion comes through. Here's a, okay. You are at least right now, you're one of the biggest experts on doing zoom inter- job interviews <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> because you're in the middle of it and you've done a bunch. 22 here here's the here's the deal man what give give the listeners a couple tips on how to how to make the make the best impression in a video call versus a phone call yeah sure i mean one of the things is one one um somebody sent me the meeting request and nice thing is you can just go into zoom and schedule and select your google calendar and it opens Google Calendar, and then you can add them. So it's very professional, uh, and then you're confirmed. So twice, I said, hey, happy to give you a call, but if you prefer, 
um, would be um, happy to send you a Zoom link um, so we could do video. Um, so one person said, hey, this, hey, I'm tight on time. Let's just do the call. Two people said, that'd be great. Send me the Zoom link. So I scheduled it. Um, find a place that's quiet. <laughs> You're still how, did you, how did you dress? Um, so, yeah, I still and had. Give the context. Give the context for why you dress that way. Well, a lot of these jobs are still business casual, or but I'm still going to throw on a collared shirt like I typically do button up collared shirts with my sleeves rolled up with jeans. That's typically my, my look, mm -hmm. but still um, I looked prepared. I got ready as if I was going to an interview in the morning, like mentally uh, did the whole, you know, shower and teeth and all that. Just ironed my shirt. I got you, myself. You got ready. You did put your teeth in. I did put my teeth in. <laughs> You didn't forget. Good. Because on a video call, that would be important. But mentally, that's the whole prep. If you're going to go in, you're going to do all that. Um, I haven't really seen – I mean, I know the whole suit and tie thing still exists. Um, not – really did. Like when I was looking for a job like 10 years ago, nine years ago, um, I didn't see that as much. But, yes, mentally prepared, physically prepared. Um, I Two of them were what we're doing now, so they actually – We'll give some context because I did either had a recommendation to the person or um, my network introduced me. Somebody in my network introduced me. So it wasn't quite as a cold call. Um, so you don't want to like, you want the background quiet. You don't want it super crazy. Um, How about the, the setting? Because right now, the way we record, we're, we're like, I'm in our little office area, but there's like, sports stuff behind me and you you have yeah, your, your fan did, in the I bedroom did, like. sure i did actually two i mean this is like in my spare bedroom but it's yeah my office. um so i i did actually two just like this I, i'm a little bit more you can understand i've done 50 interviews in the last two and a half years so um i'm confident in my skill and ability and i'm not going to be rude or cocky but i'm going to be professional but if it's two of them were remote, remote roles, so they were like in their like studio-esque type setting when they called me, and this is where I would work or at a coffee shop. So some of it's like this is what you can predict or anticipate with working for me. I'm in a quiet setting. We're getting work done. Or I was at a coffee shop. Um, if, I could, if I could get the back room where it would be quiet, I did. If not, I actually went outside of a coffee shop where I knew it would be quiet. It happened to be very hot that day, so that wasn't the best. <laughs> but I was able to have a nice backdrop. Uh, so that is something you have to think about ahead of time. You have to, I would, I would call your friend on Zoom and test, test the connection. Um, make sure you're not going to drop. That'd be the most embarrassing thing. So make sure that you do have solid internet connection when you're calling someone. And yeah in most cases you probably want to have that clean backdrop, nice lighting to make the best impression. Um, something and something you said, if if you've never done one before, maybe do one with a friend because it, you don't you don't know how it's gonna feel, how it's gonna look, how it's gonna go until you actually do it. Mm -hmm. So just to even get familiar with it, if you've never done one before, if especially if you if the company's requiring you to do this and it's not right. your choice, right? So this is a, it's a, it's a little different. You, in your case, like you're we'll offering, get into this. 
because yeah. a lot of them came from LinkedIn from, you know, something you're going to mention here in a second. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, but other times you're going to like get an employer. Um, a lot of people are working remote or teams are fully distributed or frankly, people are just so busy. This is part of their, this is part of the HR process. Now they're screening with video. Um, so if this is your first time, a couple of years ago, I got to go to media links. I don't get those anymore. Most people are going to zoom. So you're first and for, foremost, you're going to want to be up on what is the video calling software that's in right now <laughs> and uh, then and, test with a friend to make sure it works. Yeah. And, and just make sure and, and see how it looks and everything and see how it goes. Because when you watch it back, you may look at it and, and be like, Oh, well, yeah. I don't like how I like, I need the, the camera to be lower. I need this to be out of the background because it's whatever. I mean, there's so many different elements. I have my ear earbuds plugged in. Yeah. It didn't sound good. Like maybe whatever you were using didn't sound good. Now, typically if you have a laptop, whatever, even if you just use the laptop mic, especially on a Mac, you don't have headphones in. Um, If you're in a quiet spot, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. If you're like, I always plug in the headphones just, just cuts out some background noise. Sure. The other thing that's a little weird, um, you want to, from time to time, just like making eye contact, you want to look up. Like right now, I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at the screen. I'm looking up at the camera. So at, at certain times, I want to do that. It feels very awkward, but I know that my eyes are looking at the person at that point because I'm looking right. at the camera. And then really pacing yourself um, to listen to them and their needs and how you can meet those needs. Um, it takes some getting used to because you're adding an element that you, you've, you've maybe never done before to this other process that you've maybe probably been in before, but is still a little nerve wracking for some people. I mean, I just talked to my friend and he's yeah. like, he, he's, he's doing his advanced degrees and stuff like that. And he'll probably like go to be a professor, but he's like, he's like, man, last time I interviewed for a job was 2001. <laughs> um, so Another thing that's a, that's a real advantage now that you're making me think about some of this stuff, I open up like a little notepad on my computer next to the, next to the zoom window on the screen. Yeah. So yep. I'll have all my notes over there. Um, and the, then I can move the, the zoom window over a little bit. So that way I'm making sure I'm hitting all my high points and, um, and, 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 and or, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take notes. Um, cause it can hear you typing. But. Well, I, but that has a place. I mean, I, f- I think if you if you let them know, or if it's a it's it's a place in the interview where you would normally take notes. Like if, if it's at the point where they're like, "Do you have any questions for us?" Right? right, that whole part. And the worst thing is if you don't have any questions, make sure you have questions. People, Adam, I know has questions. Believe me, uh, when they come to him for that, and <laughs> you better have questions, or else just kiss the job goodbye. Um, the when when they come to you and say, "Do you have questions?" and you ask your questions, and they're answering them, I think it's okay. Like if they hear you taking notes, yeah, or hear your keyboard because it is like you're, it's, you're taking notes. Yeah, it's not like you're on the internet, like <laughs> looking at stuff. <laughs> and and you want to have like I, I I've done so many of these now um, over the last two and a half years inter- interviews um, that I'm almost interviewing I'm interviewing them versus them interviewing. Yes. You want it to be a good fit for both of you. So um, I use a couple tools. There's one app I use. Uh, I use the app, not the website. There's an app called Mattermark. You can search any any company. It usually brings up their, their .com. 
gives you a growth score, a health score of the company and a growth score of the employees. So there's some, sometimes I'll bring that information in, in the, oh, I see you're up 6% six, six in employees over the last uh, six months. Uh, what is that attributed to? They're like, wait, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or that says a lot. I'll use it as a that signal question. that it says negative 11% growth. I'm like, what happened here? And then sometimes they give it fantastic answers. Um, or it's a signal to me before I even apply that these two companies are similar. This one's plus 300 growth. This is negative 11 growth. Um, which, so. which each, I mean, there's good and bad on each of those because if the company is plus 300, that's, that's great. But I've been in places where it's plus 300 for a year yeah. and then was all of a sudden minus 300 and also in a day. Look like, <laughs> today I was looking at an article like the top employers on LinkedIn. So it was mm-hmm. like Facebook and Amazon and Apple. Google, yeah. With, with 11,000 employees or 127,000 employees um, that moves around. When you're going to a smaller firm and they're like 30 employees, um, you can you can look at some of those metrics. Um, I'm doing the trial for, um, I, can, uh, I don't know what they call it. It's like the pro version of LinkedIn metrics. You get 30 days free. Um, like premium, right? LinkedIn premium. It's premium, but they have three different ones. One for recruiters, one for oh. one for businesses, and mine was like for employees. Like looking, yeah. I get so many credits to contact recruiters, but one thing they show me, which I never saw before, is they actually give you um, on certain companies um, also that same Mattermark like health metrics. And just I always keep in mind, like if you're applying for a role, and it says like they lost, it say it's. 30 employees and it was like negative 20% or negative 6% employment. Like they probably lost the person that you're hire you're replacing. <laughs> um, but then you could see these trends for like hyper growth or um, yeah, I actually, it actually, that data actually saved me from some doozies. Um, you, when I was looking for a job two years ago hmm. um, that I would never have known. Um, and then I think this segues really well into you're don't at me, bro, for LinkedIn. Um, probably the real reason why people use LinkedIn and some tips and tricks on how to like really bolt, you know, build that. Um, especially if you're in social, this is a social media podcast. Um, I really enjoy LinkedIn, but it takes more effort, more time. Um, I make it a point if I'm going to a social media conference, if I'm collecting business cards and I come back, that that's one of my to-dos. I get home, and real people that I've really connected with and have rapport from South by Southwest or collision conference or wherever I'm going that if they're really good connections, I, I add them on face, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, typically if they're um, a good meeting, Twitter and fa- Twitter and LinkedIn, but definitely LinkedIn. Cause then you could build that. And now who I'm one or two away from over the last like, you know, 11 years of going to the South by Southwest, it's incredible how, who I'm connected with. And I'm not like willy nilly, like adding everybody. It's like real genuine connections, it's real networking. And at that point with no strings attached, like we had a great conversation. I don't, I'm not going to like use them down the road. It's just like, you know, whatever. Well, you never, you don't know what it, what it, what things could turn into, who sees what at what time. I mean, 
I can't tell you how many, how many times like I've posted something and it, there's, there's someone that will like it or comment on it. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Uh, like, well, like I, I forgot about that person. It, like, we haven't talked in so long, but, totally. but it's cool. Cause you're like, Oh, that, well, I'm glad that person saw that because it, like it was something, maybe my, my, something I wrote on a blog post or whatever, not just a regular old like sharing of an article, but it's, it's, it kind of gives you that affirmation of, Oh, that's, Oh, that's interesting. That person saw it, that, that might, I mean, look, we're not trying to be all self-serving, but at some extent, yes, it's, you're like, Oh, that could help me. Yeah. Like dozens of examples where people saw a LinkedIn update and they, without even being prompted, set my information over to somebody else. So without further ado, I'd like to actually share what you did on my behalf and how I shared that. Um, Cause you found out, Hey, I'm moving on to my next, my next gig. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was like a little odd. How do I announce this on social? How do I let people know <laughs> I'm, I'm available? I'm ready to, you know. Well, you see people do it. You see people do it on their own. They do a giant medium post or, or, or LinkedIn publisher or just a LinkedIn status update where they're saying, you know, I, oh, after all these years, th- normally the ones that you see, which is funny on LinkedIn is, I, look, it's a lot of, a lot of females, a lot of women, the, the, these, these specific types of posts where they're like, Oh, I've, I've uh, left this. I'm, I'm so sad to leave, but I'm happy to be moving on to this. Cause like, it's like, they've already got this other job. They're moving on to this other job. Oh, they I got, got it in the, in the pocket. And they're like, they're like taking a picture on the roof of the old building or the new building. Right. And so they're saying their goodbye and it's got 20,000 likes on it. It's, and I'm like, what, what 20,000 likes from like, wh- why, how did that happen? And all these comments, like everyone congratulating that, like, it's just, there's, there's this weird thing with the algorithm that surfaces these posts sometimes um, because someone will share it or something from my network of people. I'm not, I'm not saying it's all women. I'm just saying like the ones that I, that I see it, the, that are this specific type of post it does seem to be that way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Now the one that, well, they know it gets more engagement. So they're looking for words like congrats yeah. or like the first comment that says, congrats, yeah. congratulations. And they're like, Oh, it's a trigger. Now yours was, yours was definitely a little different where you were talking about. And I was, I was throwing it out there that, Hey, my buddy, Adam, he's looking for something new. And uh, here's why he's awesome. And a couple of, yeah, a couple of things historically what I've done, this, this, and this. Yeah, a little bit, but um, then, the, you know, it's on LinkedIn. So someone could just click on your name also and go, go see even more detail if they want. So, so going into it, you know, on the post itself, yeah, there was some description, um, but it wasn't like crazy detail about what you did. It was just, I, I took just high level post because it was an, an endorsement. You know, I really loved it. It was really nice that you did that. So I shared it and I shared it and said, you know, something like, Hey, FYI on the market, looking for an next adventure, reach out. And then your, you, you qualified it. You, this personal endorsement backed it up. Like, um, it was really like when people leave endorsements at the bottom of, of the, your LinkedIn yeah. page. Huh. They're that not around the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. I mean, it almost like if you could turn those into a post and share them, Cause it's word of mouth. It's, it's valid. 
it's, it's a, a resume reference come to life. So what happened out of that? Um, Cause I was taking a version of um, something similar to what you wrote about me. I was sending that to some trusted contacts, letting them know, Hey, if you are interested, here's my information. Here's my LinkedIn. If you want more background, I'm happy to provide it. Um, here's some of the top line things that, you know, I've had the pleasure to do. And um, so in any case, I shared it and over the course of just like less than a week, maybe just four days, like 2000 people saw that post. Yeah. I mean, that's an actual number. That's in not LinkedIn metrics. Yeah. You're not, you're not saying, Oh, like 2000, like crazy number of, it was, it was that like was, 1400. There was like yeah. 1600 and it was like 2000. That's the actual <laughs> stat. And then on my profile page, which, which is important. This is why you put the time in to LinkedIn. You can see who views your profile, which before you posted that, before I did anything, I updated everything. I updated my, um, what I forgot to do my headline. My headline said my previous role. I realized I could actually put what I'm looking to join in that headline. And then it, then a, a little bit more, which was like prime real estate. Um, so when you search, uh, just, it's like your Twitter bio, bio first thing you see. Um, so anyway, it's updated all that skills, anything else I thought was um, valuable because I'll share some thoughts on like the cover letter and the resume in a second, but a lot of people are going there. So um, when I mentioned I had like, it was like 15 interviews and 17 and, and so far like 22 interviews, those all were with 21 of them were pre-resume, didn't even drop a resume. And I think over the last year and a half, um, authentic, authentically built that network across different social channels, continually in, engaging um, on Twitter with friends, Facebook with friends, uh, Facebook groups with friends, but also making sure professionally I follow them on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know what? I want to congratulate them. I want to be available to help them. If they have a time, friends have reached out to me and said, I'm looking for a job. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can connect you because I know what they've done. Um, so anyways, all of that came about because of you shared that endorsement post. Um, and that was like before dropping a single resume, not even. Yeah. Well, and it was like friends of, it was professional friends of friends, or it was like somebody said, Hey, um, I saw your post, your buddy posted. That was great. Yeah. I'm going to connect you with so-and-so. Have and, we, uh, and we have, we have a lot of mutual friends too, which is good. Because I think it, it helped amplify, like, if someone didn't see what you posted, then they could still probably see what I posted and vice versa. Oh, I guess that's one, one other thing uh, with LinkedIn, uh, which you've seen people post about massive reaches on posts and stuff. One yeah, which thing we're going to talk if, about. Yeah, go ahead. If somebody <laughs> likes, and that's what's nice, is somebody likes your post, it will uh, serve that post to their their followers on LinkedIn. So you can actually go into the, it's a 2000 people view this. You can click on that and see those analytics, what industry, what title. Um, it was really cool. Cause when I, when I started, it, it kind of gives you confidence because as you're looking for this really cool, um, you know, startup or employer and you start seeing it says five people from company X, Y, Z viewed your profile. Like, ah, I'm onto something. Um, so, cause I don't need to tell you, <laughs> I don't get paid for interviews. 
it is a it, it is a quite an interesting and exhausting thing. Uh, very flattering that so many people reached out and saw uh, value. And these conversations are ongoing. Shortly, I'll have some announcements to make, which are very exciting. Um, but one thing about it was um, I did five re- five interviews on one day. One uh, last week, week and a half ago, five in one day. And mentally, you're you're left in a very weird spot, very empty because you have to know everything about them, the person, the company. They want to know all the strategy. How do you how do you read how do you solve their problems? <laughs> How can you achieve that? So anyways, we've talked about this a, a little bit uh, longer, but well, but then we want LinkedIn to, is primarily this. It's for, I, it's for, you need a job. Like <laughs> it's for your next job. Yeah. You got to have your profile. Good. That's oh, That's sounds horrible. You have to have your, your profile done. Well, um, well you know, done. Clear photo, all that stuff. Like we're not going to go into the details of that. You can find that in any blog. Look it up. LinkedIn profile optimization. Like, Google it. You'll find 80,000 blog posts about it with, from this month <laughs> about how to best optimize your profile. Um, I mean, there is good content to be found. At least I have always found because I've, I've curated who I follow. Um, the other thing I'll say is it has been beneficial once I'm in a new job because there's times like we want to do a partnership. We want to do, um, mm-hmm. or so, Oh, do you know somebody here? Well, I happen to know, Whoever they ask, I happen to know somebody who was at that company. Um, so that was also very, you were very valuable um, if you have these connections. You're not very valuable if you happen to follow 100 people that you don't know. Because <laughs> if you reach out to them, you're like, how do I know you again? Um, so in any case, um, we're seeing a lot of like, a lot of posts about a massive engagement on LinkedIn video. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, massive engagement on LinkedIn video, which is not offering live video yet, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Um, some people are getting allegedly massive engagement on video and, and then on certain types of posts where it's kind of gaming the algorithm, the, the text, the status update. Um, I, that one I, I saw an experience firsthand with a post that I put up that was kind of sarcastically, um, doing that tactic. Um, it got a lot of reaction. It, it was one of like the most popular things that I posted recently. <laughs> and then I did a video the other day and I mean, I posted in the middle of the day and it was, it, it's, it's, it's not being massively engaged with. I understand it's anecdotal, but so were these other ones that people were talking about with this massive engagement where they put up their first LinkedIn video and, oh my God, look at all the response and all this stuff. So I don't necessarily buy into it. It still goes into the whole aspect of, of video content on these platforms where, I mean, I think what I posted was pretty in, useful and like informational because basically the pro the problem that exists LinkedIn is weird. It's a little weird because they don't, there's some basic functions that they still don't have or don't have. Right. Right. Yeah. We talked about that. They don't have an app to manage your brand page. They don't have the feed, the function within the app in LinkedIn, the LinkedIn app on your phone, you cannot manage your business page. 
which and, is kind of nuts. Of, some of those videos that are getting massive engagement, there is some tactics there. I've noticed at the end of the oh, post, sure. they're tagging 10 or 12 other people who are currently also doing LinkedIn video. Right. And they know that the second that person likes it, it amplifies the post. Right. So not, it's not necessarily video, although LinkedIn is more than likely giving preference to video right now. Um, just like Facebook and everybody else did. It is that mechanism of getting a qualified um, like from, well, here's a case in point. So um, one of my friends, he's going through pretty hard time with cancer and he, he posts all the time, you know, cause he's really, he's, he's just killing it. Literally killing cancer. He wants to, he's doing a great job. He's doing tons of photos. My friend Calvin, he's not letting it stop his life. So he put an update on LinkedIn he puts it across all his different networks, but Robert Scoble happened to like it on LinkedIn. So it was like 200,000 uh, views on the post because it was amplified by someone who has tons of other followers. Right. Uh, so because when he liked it, his network, a good chunk of his network or other also influencers saw it, saw it yeah. and they know Calvin and um, you know, who, who doesn't want to like, like a positive update. Oh, Calvin, of course. Mayhem yes, videos, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I've been, I've been following him, like what he's been going Love through since the, since he announced it. So if of, Calvin ever yeah. listens to this, you know, we've been going to South by Southwest forever. I just told this, this story the other day. We've seen each other for like five years. And it wasn't like to like last year or the year before something clicked and like, and we started hanging out like as really good friends, but it's like, I didn't, I was like, Oh, I want to get Calvin on my roster. No, it was just like, just happened. Right. And like, so last year when he found out at South by, he was going to have to go through treatment. I was able to support him and I care about him, you know, and everybody in this industry, like he was, he was shocked. Like how many, and I'm trying to get a job. He's trying to cure, you know, kick his cancer. And he was overwhelmed about how many people came out of the woodwork. Like even people like Robert Scoble who were, was reading his Facebook posts, reading his LinkedIn posts and liking it. Um, yeah, people have hearts. <laughs> they care. Yeah, of course. Uh, they may not say something to you at a conference, but um, when it comes down to real world stuff. Um, so um, I think I, I did want to say a couple things about the whole job thing um, a little bit more only because what I have done was definitely a little untraditional. Mm-hmm. I didn't start out by dropping resumes. So we have a friend here in the Valley. Uh, he put a post on LinkedIn. Uh, got a lot of engagement, um, but he's also looking for a job and he was, he was frustrated um, because traditionally when you're dropping a resume, um, you know, it takes weeks to hear back from the company, get the conversation going uh, four plus interviews over five or six weeks. And then specifically here in the Valley in Phoenix and elsewhere. And I've experienced this as well. Like, it was like one call and if it's yes or no, it, it goes pretty quickly. Um, but so one thing that I'll say, and I've always been frustrated, I'm not blaming HR people or anything, but I knew, so this last week I started putting resumes in as I'm waiting. Um, I know that it goes in a funnel. Mm-hmm. It just takes time. So one thing is if you can build those relationships and work your, work your um, network, uh, I think you'll have more success because it's proven like historically 
most people get their jobs because they know somebody. Yeah, it's who you know. It's absolutely yeah. who you know. If you if you know someone, it's not to say that you can't get a, a job if you are qualified and all that, but if you know someone on the inside, it's always going to help. And I'll say, like, I'm not a big believer in luck, but like I heard recently an uh, article about uh, preparation plus serendipity. So being in the right place, right time, knowing the right people, but also being prepared in your field. Mm-hmm. That's why like Vince and I are always reading and learning and um, always expanding our horizons and not being a gurus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I will say like um, different this time, like I haven't done a single cover letter uh, two years ago. Oh my goodness. I spent hours on each cover letter customizing it. I don't know if this is right, wrong or indifferent. Just, I have not submitted a single cover letter. Well, that was always the, the, the tactic. Like that was always what we were told. You know, I, I grew up, we both grew up in that same era of even, you know, pre-internet or pre um, LinkedIn or pre Zoom. <laughs> you so know, maybe like, like maybe today's cover letter is they're socially searching me ahead of, ahead of the interview. It's funny. Cause I, I mean, a lot of places still want a cover letter and I think, there's a couple reasons. One is it's another kind of silly, but proof that sure. you're committed to, yeah. you know, getting this position. Um, I mean, look, if, if you have, if you know what you're doing, the cover letter is, and, and I'm, I'm sure that you found this, like you can, you can make a cover letter. You can have a template, a template for a cover letter with just like a few of the elements you customize it to the company, yeah. to the position, but the majority, like the date and the address, the, the, you know, the whom this makes or whatever. Um, some of the elements, even of the intro and, and outro of the, the, the body of the, the letter, you're, you're going to say similar things, you know, like, yeah. like I'm looking forward to talking with more about this with you, like stuff like that. Right. But then there's like the heart of it. That is the position, like why you want the position you, you tailor it. Like that's what we've always been told. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. At least that's how I always approached it. That's what I was always told. Like the it's cover letter. Around. Yeah. I, I dropped about six resumes today. I'm doing resumes now. I'm in that stage outside of Phoenix. Um, and some in, well, you you're, you're in that stage, but you're not. Yeah, but what I was going to say is there was no asterisk next to the cover letter box. There's an asterisk by all the other required fields. This time around, and I'm only separating it by like a year and a half, two years, there was no asterisk. It wasn't required, mm. um, which was interesting. But I will say with the other calls, I guess I kind of did a resume because I had like this, I mean, a cover letter. I had like a standard form that I sent out to people, but this is who I am. This is what I'm looking, team I'm looking to join. You know, most of all, a really good fit. And I've done this, this, and this. So kind of, kind of was. And then I will say, if you do that, don't do what Vincent just said <laughs> with a standard form. Uh, and, or maybe, maybe do. I mean, not, I not a standard form. Not a standard form. Like you customize it still. There's yeah, just, right, right. It's, it's, it's I, like I a template. Nuts. Like yeah. I, would, I would put hours into, which is probably good. I didn't well, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not saying not to put the time and effort in. What I'm saying is there's, there's parts of it that are they can be the same no matter who it's going yeah. to not not the majority of it but there's there's parts that are just you're, you're kind of saying similar generic things in in pieces of it in pieces I mean, of I think, it you know I mean, specifically so. for us if you're going for like a job in marketing digital marketing social 
have so many tool, tools you can deploy. I mean, I, I was a job I really wanted and I, I have deployed a couple tactics that people have done in the past. Uh, I ran LinkedIn ads, targeted every single six people who were um, in line to hire, who would have to go through the six people. Um, came up with some really interesting copy, sent them back to my LinkedIn page, adjusted the intro just for them, and ran that ad. And I did the same thing on Facebook. Um, it hit all six people, all six people landed on my page. Uh, it was six cents, and LinkedIn doesn't charge until you hit a dollar, so I didn't pay for it at all. Um, I did some Snapchat geo filters in the back of their store. I've done, you know, so basically I was showing people that I was a practitioner. So think outside the box when you're, when you're doing this, if you really want uh, a certain role, I've done full audits and uh, strategy growth opportunities for people. So yeah, you're, you're giving some of the, some of the bread away. Is that the right bread? Cake. Um, you're giving something some, like that. You're giving some of the stuff away for free, but then I realized I let that go now. You know, it's all about execution. So you come up with these great ideas but just don't get romantic with them because you know what, if you love that company, but they didn't hire you and they implement them, eh, their customers are for the better for it. Mm -hmm. So I know we went long on this, but there's a lot, like I'm sure there's people listening and without a doubt within the next six months to a year, there's going to be people like in the market. So just getting creative about doing this, building your network authentically. LinkedIn was proved very valuable um, for this, for me. Um, so in the end, using LinkedIn, having your profile optimized, having um, recent recommendations or having someone, you know, do a, a post recommending you. Yeah. Um, that was, that was helpful. Um, I mean, all these, all these things that can go into it. It's the, the point is that you're not limited to even just a resume or cover letter, or even just your LinkedIn profile. I mean, there's, there's a, a lot, the, putting putting content blogging about stuff you know writing about about things in the industry your opinion on things in the industry or your take on different pieces of news in the industry point, yeah. like that type of stuff is great too because because then they get a feel for who you are i mean and, we're producing a podcast right now yeah doing so a, people do see that i'm producing content and vincent said hey adam you should be taking this time and really writing and i I'm like, you're right. And I'm so busy doing resumes and getting, but the thing is I've wrote extensively in the past, but then I wrote for employers and now it's like, you're right. I, I should be writing. doing. Like but now a, you're doing, and that's only for, you know, a different purpose where, where you're doing a, this, the show. And if anybody wants to hear who you are, I mean, it's, it's here. So, um, all right, well, let's, let's well, move on from title that segment. What? Please it, at me, bro. Okay. Yes. Please at, please <laughs> at Adam. The, Get job, get Adam a job. I don't even know if that was the don't don't at me, but who knows? <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, thanks for thanks for the time, but it's practical. I went through it; it actually worked. Uh, so this is that practical part of the segment. We've all yeah. been there. We're going to be there. Um, leverage these platforms for your good. Uh, I updated uh, all my bios across Facebook and Twitter and everything about to match and and link back to LinkedIn. So as I'm engaging on Twitter and people see I'm looking for, you know, director role in this field, uh, you're looking at me weird. No, I'm just, I'm listening. <laughs> so I've done all that, but my whole point was I actually drove all the traffic back to LinkedIn. I mean, I guess if I had a, a site where I was 
uh, positioning myself there, I could have done that as well. Uh, it depends if you're, you know, if you have a portfolio or whatnot. Um, yeah. That's what I got. That's all I got. Next show. I'll have some cool updates for us. Good. What I'm doing next. That's good to hear. I'm excited, man. I just well, want to do cool stuff with cool people and tell great stories. And that's what being a social, social media practitioner is. So I'm excited. That's true. That's excited. true. Well, moving on from LinkedIn, let's talk <laughs> about the, well, what, what do you want to take next on the list? What do you think we should talk about? Well, I think a lot of things I've been seeing is there's always changes on social media platforms. Always people typically grumble and complain. Users typically complain. It's different when you see people in our field complaining. Uh, so Instagram's potentially changing up the grid. It sure um, seems like it's going to happen based on all yeah. the, the testing and reporting that's, that's out there. That it's going to happen gonna, and, and do ruin. For sure, just despite all the people complaining. <laughs> well, it's Facebook. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, yeah. and and they they love they love put changing stuff and make every time they make they make any sort of change to Facebook, it's like there's always a huge uproar. So specifically, your profile grid uh, going from three photos in a line to four, four across. Yeah. So yeah, so I think your preview might be sixteen photos, um, or or twelve. Uh, yeah. But but it's. <laughs> well so i i mean it's one of the things i heard was because it was in preparation for the new the new phone because the new phone with the screen is going to be bigger technically wider well see i re i remarked to you i'm like there's data behind this there's reasons sure. why they do this stuff uh, um my mind immediately went to well, you, if there's smaller photos, you got to click in. That's higher engagement. You spend more time on the site because you're going. It's a bad. So it, it's a less useful user experience. But for like time on site, it's better. But your your point makes a lot more sense to me. Well, I, I don't even know if it's my point. It's, I, I I saw that written somewhere that that was a, a thought. I I don't know. I don't know that it's a good or bad thing. I mean, I know people are going to be or have already been reportedly upset. The, the true like heavy power Instagram users that do the, the, the beautiful uh, thematic, the beautiful grids and yeah. all this stuff because it's going to mess, mess up those grids. But my question would be, well, I'm sure that the apps that you're using to make those <laughs> um, will update and will, will have that available soon enough especially if they know it's coming um and you'll be able to just keep doing the same thing that you've been doing except I mean, across uh, four photos like <laughs> you remember when, when instagram was locked to a certain size yep and people complained about that or it was like oh cool. well that was forever that was only yeah. what was that two two years ago that that changed yeah i mean one of the reasons we bring this up specifically embrace the change uh if you're early and you're first and you figure out ways to use it, to utilize it the best you can, all the advantage to you, the brand you're going to be working with, be like, it's an opportunity. Don't yeah. look at it like, this is awful. Like get creative. And it's now, not, it's not a FOMO thing. It's not a shiny object thing. It's this established, hugely growing 
platform is going to make this change and allegedly and and why wouldn't you want to jump all over it seeing as how if they do make that change that's how it's going to be like just deal with it like roll with it and (laughs) do your thing um make the best of it make it great you know do do what you can to 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 optimize it for yourself like you said i guarantee there's some reason that they're doing this and there's going to be those people the users that figure out something that greatly benefits them over everyone else for the an initial period of time right perfect and who knows they might get the write ups you know mashable's like hey there's a new this new feature and then they're all of a sudden you're getting screenshotted or if mm-hmm. you're a brand uh doing something different and creative i mean i love that looking for opportunities to not follow best practice right away because this is the best practice everyone's doing it it's no longer good <laughs> um some of that is but and uh one other change oh one other update we saw this week um Twitter's followed by that yeah. one yeah oh, or, or the wait the twitter or the other instagram one give me the other instagram the one. other instagram one was the they're they're um again allegedly adding an easier way for you to see who's following you on your Instagram account right now. It's, it's becoming available to Android users only. Um, and there's some thought that it's with the iOS 11 update that that's going to change the iOS. Also, it's not a huge thing. It's really not. It's just like one of those little pieces of news that because we're talking about Instagram, we're throwing it in. So you can, right now you can see who follows you. It's just a little bit more um, tricky sidewinding and you, you have to do a search as well. Whereas with this, it's going to make it easier to just tap on it and see. Which is similar to Twitter. Cause if somebody's yeah. following you, you could, you could actually direct message them uh, or they, ha- unless they have that turned on for everybody. Right. There's some signals there or it'll say Joe follows you. Um, yeah. So it's just another thing. It's they're, they're uh, on their way on their March to 1 billion users, you know, by the end of 2017, they're, of applause. they're mixing it up. <laughs> they're mixing it up and, and for whatever reason, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. The reasons will come out eventually um, after, they, after they implement these changes because they always do. Um, but, but yeah, w- why don't you talk about the, that Twitter change that yeah, came, so, it's upcom- upcoming. Yeah, so Twitter is rolling out uh, a couple features. And if anybody uses Nuzzle, there's a tool out there called Nuzzle. We've uh, talked about it. Yeah, and, and I oh, love yeah. Nuzzle for a couple reasons because it kind of gives you, like if you don't log into Twitter for the day or whatever, it gives you the top articles, tweets, links that the people you follow um, looked at, read, tweet, like the, the best of the best based on how many retweets um, so you don't feel like you missed it all. Um, so Twitter is working that into um, you know their discovery browse Let's see here where they're going to work it into. Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. I just so they'll, think, they'll let you see like a best of sort of, right? Is it, well, is it the thing that's already in there? Is that what we're talking about? Where it's, no, you scroll it's, down. It's a little okay. different and it's specifically based on, it's customized just for you. It's specifically based on, again, very much like what's most popular among the people you follow. So it's so. okay. So it's, it's more Facebooky. Like it's, it's, it's picking up on your network 
And if you haven't used Nuzzle, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's actually plugging Nuzzle directly into mm-hmm. that discovery feed. I mean, well, but but that whole concept, I mean, yeah, it's Nuzzle, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's the Facebook algorithm. It's Facebook okay. serves you, right? I mean, Facebook serves you content so on your it's feed. It's in there right is, now. Yeah. It's in there right now. It's, you can just go all the way to the bottom of um, so the, the search, the find. Oh. Right. And all the way at the bottom, it'll say popular articles. And you'll see, um, like right here, here's one of six people I actually follow tweeted this article. The next one, it gives you a name plus four others that you follow. Um, so I'm actually looking down through this right now, and this is pretty useful for me. See, I'm getting, yeah, and it's, it's not mine or not people. Are, are yours people or are they, are they publishers? Um, no, so not people. They're actually, it's actual popular articles. They're linking to The Verge. They're linking to Mashable. Yeah, and that's so it's, exactly it's all what, publishers. Yeah, they're publishers. And that is exactly what, um, that's what Nuzzle did. The metric was who, how many retweets did it get? How many tweets, not retweets, how many tweets did this article get? Popularity. Um, so here's one like AZ Central. It said, um, yeah. Now this one doesn't actually link. It says more than 600 tweets. But if you go up, uh, it would say like um, Vincent and three others tweeted this this specific article. Um, yep, I, I'm I'm seeing that I'm seeing that too right now, and I'm I get a lot of AZ Central stuff. I, I still I still will use Nuzzle because you can actually do friends of friends. Mm-hmm. You can do um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk. Go to his account and see what the people he followed most tweeted. Um, so they have a whole section in there. It's very curated discovery. Um, so it's a good feature. Um, it's it's it, hidden. It's definitely hidden. Like you're not, it is most, the majority of people. I mean, I would even say not, not a lot of power users are going into the search and scrolling all the way down to the specifically the popular articles part of this. Yeah. But you know um, where this is going to show up, right? Uh, on your homepage, when you sign in, where it says while you were gone. It'll it'll cycle there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It'll it'll when you get surface. the daily emails. Um, so six of your followers follow this. It's all about reengagement, and it's that signal that that word about that trusted recommendation of Vincent tweeted this and six others. Um, so at some point, I mean, honestly, it's funny because you add that to the in case you missed it part that that you have now, along with the fact that the the, the timeline is not chronological anymore. And it's like this whole thing is wackadoodle. It is at it's this changing. point. It's, it's totally different than what it, what it used to be. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of people do, did do want it back or did like it where it was chronological and they, and they could see that, but that created, there was also a lot of noise. Cause if you follow so many people, right. It's like, it's impossible. They need the signals to to cycle up to the top the best. And yeah, you said you said at one point you said those are all publishers. Well, true, but if you have a piece, and some of them are, are medium articles. Somebody announced a new product feature. So if you have, um, if you knew, if you know that you're a company, and you get your followers follow you and these five other people typically, and you get them to retweet <laughs> or tweet that article from Mashable, share it or medium or Facebook, you're going to cycle up into discovery. So 
it is a good tool to have a strategy around that. Um, treat every article as a, as a launch and have a game plan of people to support that. There's ways to abuse it. Um, and I wouldn't do that because they're going to count that, that signal down eventually if they catch, catch on. But if you produce good content, it gets shared. It's going to bubble up. So, Do you want to do, get into uh, some quick we got some podcast recommendations. I want to do the podcast recommendations. I think people really like that. Let's talk uh, about podcasts. Still finding some cool stuff. So what do you have? Oh, sure. You want me to go first? Okay. okay. I have no, 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 I have, I have mine. <laughs> I have mine. You, you go first because okay. I just talked for a bunch. So yes. So I have been discovering, uh, known of these for a long time. Didn't listen to them. So finally got into them. Um, Brands. Brands are doing some really cool podcasts. There's some companies out there producing podcasts for brands that really like hone into their DNA or they're trying to build brand affinity. But like, we don't want to just sell. So we want to tell these other great stories. So one I've been enjoying is Slack. Uh, it's Slack podcast. Uh, it's called Work in Progress, uh, produced by Pacific Content. And it's a podcast about the meaning and identity we find in work. So it's really great because it could be, uh, they have a hashtag called Slack stories. Um, these are small businesses, large companies, uh, mom and pops that utilize Slack, but that's like, that's not the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's an easy way for them to find stories, but that's not the storyline. I want to say that I've, I've heard, I've heard that show, but is that like their th- Slack's second or third it is attempt at a podcast. Yeah. So these are, it's um, not that they were bad in the past. It's just, they, they stopped and started. If you're a brand, you got to navigate this. How do you stand out? Why, what, I mean, what was the point? And by doing something, not just novel, but um, you could build some true affinity toward your brand by telling human stories. And if you're a consumer facing brand uh, or be even like a Slack is B2B or B2C, um, there's some amazing stories of people using Slack, but to hone in on like this, the 89 year old cobbler, you know, uh, but what it is, it's, it's behind every working human. There's a story each week. you hear these stories. So that kind of feels a little Mike Rowish. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, I just thought that same thing. Yeah. Personal ambition, uh, de- uh, debilitating insecurities, uh, great success, failures, and uh, the plans we make and the luck that happens. So there's something like I always wanted to like get in here and listen to this. Um, and I have, I've started like listening to some of these uh, retiree enters the work world as an intern. Well, that's like a movie plot. <laughs> um, after leaving the corporate life, executive finds a new way to teach, learn new generation of workers. Um, yeah. There's some really interesting ones in here. Um uh, Let's see here. Working on uh, working on your dream job. How a jet sitting career can actually mean more time at home, uh, which is true. <laughs> um, making the right moves. How the fir- first black chess grandmaster built a lifelong career out of a young person's game. So on and on. So really cool ones. Um, and in that in that whole thing, if you want to dig into branded podcasts. Um, if you just search uh, Pacific content and go to shows, there's some in here from Prudential and Zendesk. Um, 
Shopify. They have a shorts. So I'm really fascinated by that area because like you see a lot of brands like Casper advertising like crazy across podcasts. I don't see the certain brands like that doing a podcast. So I think it's a huge opportunity lost in that, in that field. Um, if you can get creative enough. Now that being said, there's a million podcasts and it's not to say that, that companies, maybe even 4 million, <laughs> maybe even 4 million and growing. Um, so that's not, and, and, and there's, there's dead ones that are just sure. sitting in there that are not doing anything that are out of date and all that. Um, it's, it's not, I'm not saying that to dissuade any brands or anyone from doing a show, doing a podcast, just saying like it can quickly just become part of the noise and part of the, the, the um, ether in Apple podcasts and Stitcher and all this, you know, I, I, we, we look at our stats on our show. Sure. We, we can look at, the hosting site that we use on Pippa um, and see the analytics, the stats on downloads. Our po- our goal with this from the beginning, which, you know, Maybe kind of a cop out, but we won't we won't call it that. But um, <laughs> our goal has been not to. We weren't going for like, oh my god, we want a million down. We want all this and that. Like we're almost to two thousand downloads. I haven't looked recently. I know we were close, you know. So that for us, you know, we look. That's that's a hundred. We're at episode twenty, or we're not episode twenty, but we're twenty episodes in. Yeah. And if we're getting a hundred listens on every sh- like average per show. I think that's great. I'll take that. I'll, I'll thank take you it. to the hundred people. Thank you to everybody that. that's that's downloading, listening, subscribing, and and reviewing. And think I about mean, if you had a hundred people in a room in front of you that were listening to you. Yeah, incredible. Weekly. Thank you. Yeah, like, we're, we're we're super thrilled about that. If it was ten people, we'd be thrilled. Uh, maybe even more excited because <laughs> it's just we're just two guys talking about what what we like and what we what we know. What but we also, think we know. This was, I mean, personally, this was a challenge for us. We wanted to do, um, you know, the same reason we got into live streaming Meerkat years, you know, years ago. Same reason we got into whatever was new to understand understand the experience, you know? Um, And yeah, so I would say specifically for a brand, a lot of strategy goes into successfully launching a podcast, successfully launching and getting traction on each episode. So it's not just like, same, same, same frustration you have with like why your Facebook post isn't getting engagement and clicks. Same thing. It's just a new version of content that happens to be really on fire right now. And I think it's we could go into those stats, but yeah, to grow. But don't let that stop you. Like, don't let that intimidate you. That's not why we're saying it. We're just saying like have a good have a good approach to it and have certain expectations have goals, set, so, set some yeah. goals, but have certain expectations. Yep. And, and so, you know, you have an idea of, of what you're getting into, how much effort do you want to put into it? Set expectations for All your that. CMO or whoever that the climate will take. But think about it. If you launch and a hundred people listen to that branded podcast, mm-hmm. who are those hundred people? Probably your biggest amb- ambassadors for your brand. Yeah. And watch that climb. So you set some goals over the year, or if you do 10, 10 episodes, that's your season. Um, yeah, think through it. So I, that's mine. What, what is yours? Mine 
is um, it's it's a little different. It's not an industry podcast or anything. It is a uh, just kind of a fun one. Um, um, but, 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 but. <laughs> This is awesome. What is this? Okay. Just from that, what kind of show is that? Um, (laughs) You're not going to know, but go ahead. Well, I almost think it's like an animated, it's animated, I don't know, comedy. Uh, Hey, that's not a bad guess. The The guy who hosts it is a good friend of ours a friend of the pod um who's been on the pod here it's jesse it's jesse oh uh, hey so that now now you said that i'm like it is jesse yeah yep 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 is jesse lobel uh our buddy who's on we interviewed him he's he had started his he had just started the nintendo story go check it out at nintendo story on instagram and now on youtube he he started a youtube channel and put some puts longer form content on there and he has people send in his a story about from when they were a kid about Nintendo, their experience with with video games, and primarily Nintendo. It sounds really um, fun. This this podcast is not that. This podcast is uh, it's called No Small Parts, and the other part, well, one of one of the other parts about Jesse, a, a huge part is that he is a director, and he's directed several short films he went to film school um he's he's very big into video editing all that stuff he does amazing work um he started a podcast with um skylar um irvine who's i went on i went on his show i went on skylar's show because of jesse skylar has a whole show and youtube's um video series and everything um podcast and and I went went on and that was one of the 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 things I was able to go on and he, he let me help promote social media day and all that. So big props to Skylar. Skylar's trying to do a like more of a podcast network right now. He's he's coming out with some different shows. It, it's not all him, but it's just different shows. Very this cool. show is part of that. It's called No Small Parts. Um, Jesse is the host. Skylar will come on kind of in the beginning and they'll talk about a lot of what they talk about is, is the movies that maybe came out that week and they will have gone and seen that movie or a couple movies from that, like it, you know, they talked a lot about it um, two weeks ago. Um, this week they're talking about, I think mother is going to be a big one because that's mm-hmm. pretty controversial right now or polarizing is a better word. And, and then he has on a guest. He has on a, a guest that's from the world of, of film. Usually it's a local person. Um, the episode this week ties in with us because it's called The Future of YouTube. And his guest is Tony Pisano, who I don't know, um, but I'm anxious to, to hear that show. So it's, it is a fun show. Cool. I like how they, they produce it really well. Um, no small parts. Go and what a great go and, uh, check it out. Yeah, yeah, they have good. It's good branding, and um, you could tell they they put a lot of thought behind it. Cool. And one more thing. One. We have one more thing. We have one more thing. We each have one more thing. We have two more things. <laughs> <laughs> we have two more things. So we're different than Cook and Steve Jobs. We are. Apple. 
That's funny that we just we kept the title for the segment. Um, well, yeah. What's your I, one more thing? I discovered. I mean, it launched. I think on stage at TechCrunch, but I just started hearing it ripple uh, across the social webs. Uh, this app company called Citizen, uh, which is a great name, and so then I saw their promotional video, which mm-hmm. is a tearjerker. And what does it do? Um, so essentially, what this is what I said. I said in my Facebook comment, um, it's like 911 plus a social network plus citizen journalists, journalism plus live video. Um, so essentially what it is, it um, uses an app. Um, their mission is to keep people safe and informed. So you, they launched in New York. They just launched in San Francisco. And the idea is they have a whole team that monitors 911 and police channels and whatnot. So when calls come in, they enter this and then it matches up with people based on geolocation. So like the, your example was really um, like an Amber Alert. So someone's abducted. Are you watching the video right now? Uh, I'm going to turn it off. It's a nice little musical backdrop to my description. <laughs> um, so... But what's interesting about it is you see this grid of the city and all these little flags pop up because it's all the users. It's literally, um, you know, democratizing 911, uh, creating a safer world by connecting citizens and empowering kind of the city of the future. So, and then why I say it's plus a social network, plus citizen journalism, plus live video is you're getting these pings, you know, or it was like the other example was like so-and-so, there's a guy with a gun coming toward the park. Or, you know, the kid abducted. Well, there's people literally get a ping and see this red car drive by and they're filming it. And that all goes to like one central story, uh, which gets then reported as evidence uh, to save lives. Or there's a fire. Um, I'm still thinking through how this will scale and how it will be adopted. I love it. I mean, I love the idea. Um, I hope, hopefully it won't like... Uh, the joke is like, you know, nextdoor.com, the social network next door neighborhood. Yep. yep. It's like, I saw, read some article like, you thought your neighborhood was kind of uh, normal until you signed into your neighbor, your neighborhood on next door. <laughs> and like everyone is so, so super paranoid. And uh, so hopefully it's not that. Hopefully it is actually, um, I was impressed by it. We, we talked how we thought it could be utilized for, you know, activism, uh, marches or rallies. Um, because it's a very similar situation. You could either, um, like legal reporters, legal uh, people who go to rallies to protect people. Um, it could be, but... We, this we is were, a specific use case. Yeah, we were kind of looking at it like, like is it actually going to be, is there a journalistic I mean, aspect to it? 911 is, is grossly behind the times. Mm-hmm. Because just imagine you're calling 911 and you hear all the calls on TV. You know, breaking into the house or, you know, somebody still you know, drove off with my car You know, all those different things. There's no way to like upload video or go live. And then all that becomes evidence, which just makes, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't want to go to a minority report <laughs> life. Right. right. Um, but the examples they gave very specifically, uh, I could see even Amber alert. We all are all of our phones buzz when they're in the grocery store the highway signs flash the license plate. But when you layer on top of geolocation, you know, and real time as it's, as it's moving, 
And so a lot of technology there. Uh, but cool, really cool app. It's only in New York City and San Francisco. If you're listening to those two locations, definitely download and check it out, citizen.com, uh, citizen app. And I'm just really intrigued by this, like solving a real world pro- problem. And at the, even at the end of the video, you have people who like reported where the car went so they could go save the person. But then the neighbors looked at each other, kind of like gave each other a thumbs up. Uh, but I know that, but it's like, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, little it, cheat, it is the, the video, but um, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to technologies like that. That that actually, not just like that, but the future of cities and connect neighbors, uh, especially in cities like Phoenix, where we all have walls and we don't know our neighbors, or it takes years to know our neighbors. Um, this, for the betterment of society, helps connect people. Um, Anyways, that's that's what I got. It's mine, citizen. Dig well, and it. mine is my my one more thing is um is inspired by what citizen does is uh it's an app called Fresco, and Fresco's been around for a little while, a couple of years at least, and they they actually allow you to monetize your your journalism uh, mm. ability. Um, you sign up, you create a profile, indicate where you are, and then there's a feed of different different um, news that will come in. But there's also notifications, and there's also based on your, your location, they'll put out like a notification or a message on the on the account for anyone in that specific area. Hey, we're looking. You. We're looking for pictures or video of this happening right now, and anyone that sends us this, um, I think I think it's potential. Like it doesn't. It's not like everybody that sends stuff in gets paid, but if they decide to utilize it or something, they they give you like it's. Last time I checked, it was fifty bucks. So, you know, if if you're in a if you're in a a place Phoenix is not one of these places. Phoenix is on there and I've seen things come up for different things happening in Phoenix. Um, but it doesn't come up enough to make it worthwhile. But if you live in like New York or LA or probably some other certain places where the activity is a little different, um, you could, I'm not going to do it full. I'm not going to say do it full time, but you could, you could make a few hundred bucks uh, if you were able to, get to different events and happenings at the right, right time right. Um, and get, get the good images and things. So it's essentially like an assignment desk, a crowdsourced assignment desk. Um, like, like a news station has an assignment desk and there's a guy or a girl sitting at the assignment desk that is listening to the police scanner, listening to the fire, the fire station, anything that's happening and and then they hear something happen and they say okay reporter reporter a you go to that sure, location sure. and shoot and get get the scoop that's that's really what this is except it's an app form yeah. and it's crowdsourced this isn't a real stretch for some people like if my friend's a photographer but his hobby is storm chasing sure some of his stuff has been featured um maybe some of his like i mean i'm just thinking he he he's turned it into a career 
Um, but also like I have some friends that are, you know, social activists and they go out um, and they're in, in, in the center of these events. Um, so I wouldn't say their, their motivation is to make money, but they might have the very best stuff. And you know what? They could leverage that to get their story out. Knowing that that $50 price tag could get it placed. That's, that's pretty powerful. It's cool. You know, and the fact that you get paid is a nice, nice little bit. Cause you don't usually see that. There's nothing um, wrong with getting paid. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And and it's just funny. You don't, you don't see that in apps usually where the user gets to potentially get paid. Well, you kind of are with medium with claps. Uh, well, you're starting to see, maybe sure, you're starting sure. to see more of this. Maybe. Maybe that's also not, I wouldn't really put that in the social media world per se. Um, but they, and they are just starting to, they need to monetize somehow for themselves. And that may include monetizing the user, like giving money to the user. Like you yeah. said, cool, man. Well, that's, that's what I got. That's the show. That's it. We'll see you next week. I think I'll have some will. exciting news by then. Looking forward to that. I'm gonna. You're gonna have some exciting news by next week. Um, <laughs> I'll have something. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be exciting. We'll see. I think it will. I'm just making stuff up. Go, yeah. go watch the snap stories. I need some nice face filters. Love it. Today was my uh, oh, Valentina's right. birthday. My four-year-old. Happy birthday, Valentina. We get that on record on the air on the day of your birthday even though this doesn't drop until the next day happy birthday valentina <laughs> we got all your snaps we got all I, your snaps by yeah the way. i had my girls say happy birthday it was with face filters it's awesome that was solid you guys have a great week tweet us give us some feedback add hashtags pod we'll keep doing this peace